Welcome to Flow with Armand Asadi. Episode number 50. We're here. And I have been thinking a lot about how to approach this episode. And as with all creative endeavors, what's interesting is as we get closer to the moment of production, to the moment of action, um, the truth of what really needs to be said comes to the surface. So let me explain what I mean by that and what the purpose of this episode is today. I have been thinking over and over about this milestone, and I think it's an important milestone as with any creative endeavor, episode 50, episode 100, episode 1000. What is the purpose of anchoring in any milestone? It is to recognize progress. It is to congratulate oneself for uh, actually sticking <laughs> to, to something. And it is to create a conversation and an example of what this actually looks like for others. Because ultimately, what is in this episode for you? And what I would say to that is, you know, I really sat down and I kept thinking to myself and I said, all right, you know, Armand, like I was putting my marketer hat on, like, how do I make this valuable to people? How do I make this engaging? How do I make this exciting? And at the end of the day, and really, what is this podcast about? Because it has already evolved so much in just a very short amount of time, in six months. So it has been six months. That's pretty damn cool to get to episode number 50 within six months. And I would say that the episode that is very complimentary that I recommend you listen to as well, if you haven't already, alongside this one is episode number one. Episode number one was about, I called it the flow manifesto. And I came swinging out the gate, obviously very excited, very nervous excited about after 10 years finally bringing my vision of my podcast to life. And I laid out my plan and my vision for what this would look like. And I did give a caveat. I did say, I don't really know where this is going or how it will evolve. And that's still true. I, I don't know where this is going. I still don't know where this is going. So the purpose of today is to check in with you, say hello, of course, <laughs> as always, each week, which is still Tuesdays every Tuesday morning, but more importantly is to pause and really take a look at what has been created and accomplished so far. And also this is really, um, and, and, and as I said, I said example, this is an example of what it looks like to create as you go rather than confine yourself to any one thing. So let me break this down. Most podcasts decide exactly who and what they are up front. For example, I uh, let's just let's just use my show as an example. Flow with Armand Asadi. I kind of came out the gate saying this is going to be a show about flow itself, about the psychology of flow, and I'm going to sit down and talk to people about what gets them into flow and brings them fulfillment. Now, that has been like. 75 to 80% true. And even before I ever committed to that, I only committed to it half-heartedly knowing that my mind may change about what this show is all about because ultimately here's the, here's the challenge. 
in your work, in your business, the identity you put out there on social media, maybe you're an influencer, maybe you're just building a brand of some kind, maybe you're not doing any of that, but you're just thinking about what it is that you are here to do in your lifetime, right? And we often come to this moment where we have to define that and make it concrete. And the challenge or the fear is that if we make it too specific, we won't be able to get out. So we'll feel stuck. We'll feel pigeonholed. Now, here's what makes it even more challenging. All of the literature, we'll call it, in the business world tells you to be specific. Even myself as an entrepreneur, I know that if I'm starting any new business, podcast, whatever, go niche, they say. Be as niche as you can possibly be and serve a specific audience. And I know that's true and I know that's the right thing to do. So if this podcast was just about the psychology of flow and I just sat and I talked to people about what gets them into flow, maybe it would be more clear to the end user, to the listener, Maybe it would be more successful and it's true, but I'm actually struggling with it. Like for example, if if you were my client and we were sitting down, I would probably say something along the lines of like, well, you're a scientist, right? Your um, background is pharmacogenomics. (laughs) And so you should create a podcast specifically talking to industry leaders and sharing your personal wisdom and knowledge and information that you have on pharmacogenomics in that industry. And it would be really successful because you'd create 1,000 raving fans as Kevin Kelly talks about, which by the way, amazing episode I just had with Kevin Kelly, episode 48, I think. And it would build and there would be this flywheel effect and people would be able to specifically talk about what it is that you do and what it is that this podcast does for them. But I'm challenged by that. I'm not excited by that because I've been down that road of getting pigeonholed before. And I don't think that flow in terms of the definition of the psychological aspect of flow, the the flow state in terms of psychology is something that I can commit the rest of my life to. I think I could commit the next few years to it, but I'm always thinking ahead and I'm always wondering to myself, am I going to have to rebrand this later? And that's possible. I might rebrand it to the Armand Asadi show one day down the line or something like that or conversations with Armand, whatever it might be. It's possible, but I tend to want to prevent that feeling of unfulfillment and feeling stuck and feeling pigeonholed from happening. And so what I did, if you noticed along the way from episode one through 50, was I didn't talk to everybody about flow. What I did do almost every single time was get into flow with people. Flow being the state where time is warped where you lose your sense of self. I know I was because that's what this show does for me. It gets me into an incredible state of flow and awe that brings out the best in me for you and for the person I'm interviewing or rather having a conversation with. And what that tends to do then when I set that as an intention is it gets the other person, my guest, into flow as well. By doing that, 
I am creating something unique, something that is not out there in the podcast market. Maybe there is someone that does a great job of it, but people often ask me, Armand, how do you go into these interviews? What It seems like you're completely going off the cuff and you're completely unprepared. How do you do that? Well, I've devoted many of the last years of my life like to how to get into flow. And I've recognized that the way that I get into flow is through conversation and through this, through speaking. I, I speak to discover what I know. And so that's going to close the loop on what I said at the beginning where sometimes creativity is a process that happens in real time. I didn't know where this episode was going to go. I still don't know where it's going to go next. Like I'm in it. Like this is it. This is flow in and of itself, like where I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm supremely present with you and I'm talking to you about where it is that this show has gone and is going to go. And that excites the fuck out of me. And it allows me to step into flow automatically because it's, it's scary and it's uncertain and it's unplanned. And that's what flow takes. So I think what I have created and what I love to do and what I can definitely commit to, because as you can sense, there's this commitment fear happening, is having engaging conversations with you one-on-one -on -one like this or having engaging conversations with a guest that I think is absolutely fascinating. That's my filter, by the way. They have to be fascinating to me and world-class at something and getting into flow with them. Having an open-ended, unplanned conversation with very little planned questions. I mean, there has been very little times where I've stepped into one of these episodes and had a planned question for my guest. The only time that's ever happened is I'm like, all right, I know I want to ask Kevin Kelly about language, the origin of language, or, oh, this person is just absolutely incredible, preeminent at this one thing. I want to ask them about this, but that's it. And all it does is it kickstarts the direction of the conversation and there we flow. I was going to say, there we go, but there we flow sounded better. <laughs> so that's where this has been going. And that is something that I can commit to. And I can see this really building and taking off, not that it matters how much it takes off, but really going to a level where this is known as a show full of absolutely unexpected, raw, authentic conversations where you can take that guest that you've seen a hundred times on another show and they come talk to me and it's a completely different experience. And that can sound a little um, cocky and overly confident from me, but it's not because I know it to be true. I know it to be true, and let me explain that, because every single person needs to know their truth, and they need to own it. You need to know what it is that you uniquely do best. What I have been told that I uniquely do, and how do, you, how do you identify that? Ask people and listen. Listen to what they actually say. Hey man, like that was really good. That was interesting. That was different. The way you do that is so unique, so different. You do those funny accents really well. 
the way you have conversations with people is unlike anything I've ever heard. Or from my guests, you know, they might say something. Those are just examples, not mine. But, you know, people will say to me, my guests will say to me, that was the best interview I've ever done. I've never felt more comfortable. It doesn't take that many times to hear that from New York Times bestselling authors and people that have been interviewed hundreds of times to go, okay, I've got something here. I have a special skill set. I don't quite know what it is exactly, but I should probably keep doing what I'm doing and every single day get better and better at it. So I'm investing in the podcast, building a team, my own in-house production, and going all in on this. And also defending my right to make sure it's enjoyable. Doing it my way to make sure that I show up as best as I possibly can for you, the listener, every single time, every single episode. That's so important to me because I also went through this where I want to talk about this as well, where when you begin to find success in something, it's very ironic. I talked about this in an Instagram live recently. Please follow me on Instagram if you're if you're not already, because I'm sharing a lot of cool stuff there. (laughs) So I shared something. Somebody asked me a question on Instagram live. It was a great question. She asked, I don't remember the exact question, but my answer to the question will, will give you the context. It was, look, when you become an overnight success at something, it is very understandable and common to then going forward, only deliver that thing to the audience. For example, you're a TikToker and you're trying all kinds of shit, but then you do this one type of video that hits it. And so overnight you have a million followers, 100,000 followers. It is very common to wake up the next day and go, that's my shit. That's what I've got to do. And you do it over and over and over again. Unfortunately, what happens is you just signed up for an unfulfillment sentence. Within two, three years, you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate those damn videos. You're going to get sick and tired of them. You don't want to do it anymore, right? You just don't. I'll give you an example of someone that did it well, okay? You guys know Dogface, the guy that went viral on his skateboard, uh, listening to uh, Fleetwood Mac song in the background, drinking cranberry juice. Almost everybody has seen that video. Or you've seen someone do a rendition of that video, right? You know what he did really fucking well? He did a few more of those, but he stayed so true to himself. This guy is a pothead. He talks about it straight up. Like, if you don't already know him, you should follow him. Dogface on Instagram. And and I don't have TikTok, but he's on TikTok. He's a pothead. He's a stoner bro. He lived out of his RV. He was just a chill guy, happy. He made dance videos. He did all kinds of stuff. But this was genius. Instead of just coming out and only doing the skateboard video with the cranberry juice, what did he do? He mixed it up. He stayed true to what didn't make him popular. What did make him go viral was one video. But if you, excuse me, if you look back at his, all his past stuff, he had dance videos, he had jokes, he had 
little uh, impersonations that he did. He had all kinds of stuff that made people feel good. It didn't make millions of people feel good, but it made people feel good. What he was absolutely brilliant at was staying true to who he is. Sure, he took all the sponsors that came his way. Sure, he's now made enough money to buy himself a house and move out of his RV. And he just buyed his mom a car and all this cool shit. Like the internet wins for that reason, by the way. That was one of my favorite stories of the year. The internet wins for that reason. Change this guy's life. But that's what you have to do. I'll give another example. I posted um, something on Instagram, a photo of Donald Trump. And I gave my opinion on the election. I didn't say I support Donald Trump. I didn't say anything remotely in that direction. I just broke down my opinion on the left and the hypocrisy that I often see on the progressive left. As a person who's sitting in the middle, I'm able to see both sides very well. I think I've done that intentionally, right? And so I gave my perspective on one of those sides. That post performed really well. I think it's been my top post of the year so far. It was shared over, I don't know, a thousand times, something crazy, right? And it was seen by tens of thousands of people. And I got all this great love. And I also got all this hate of people that just didn't get it and I can't believe you're a Trump supporter and just didn't even read it and I dealt with all kinds of shit. Here's my point. Do you know how easily a person would just be like, well, shit, maybe I just need to post controversial political content all the time. That's the ticket. (laughs) And that thought literally did cross my mind. Like where do I need to be more political? I'm, I'm proud. I was proud of myself for finally saying something political and beginning to step into that arena. That's something I've done on this show on the tipsy talks as well. That's something I've done on multiple episodes where I'm, I'm diving into politics more because I think that's a part of life and I avoided it for so long. That's an aside. The point is I didn't let myself get pigeonholed. I didn't let myself get overly excited about all the newfound, uh, right leaning people that were like, hell yeah, Armand, you know, you're the man. Thanks for voicing for us. And I am happy I did that. I am happy I did that because I, I did give them a voice and I did make them feel heard. And I think that was really good. And they liked that, but I lost all these other people. So it was like a trade-off, but instead of allowing myself to just say, well, that's what I got to do going forward. I was like, well, that was just a, you know, it was a cool moment and that's it. Back to continuing to share things that I find fascinating and sharing my philosophy on all things, which is quite different and helping people think differently, see the world differently, more compassionately, more honestly with nuance. That's what I like to do. And so that was just an example of it. My point here is, As you go down the road of mastery, an amazing book behind me by Robert Greene, you will be met with trials and tribulations and you will also be met with moments of success. The key is to become attached to neither. Do not become attached to the failures, to the obstacles, to the trials and tribulations, and do not become overly attached to the applause to the accomplishments, and so on. The reason for that is a philosophical answer. 
because you're not going to be happy, first of all, that way. Happiness doesn't come from outside. It's an inside game. And it doesn't matter how many people praise you or how many people put you down. You're on a path of mastery. That's it. You are exercising your craft and it's messy. It's a hero's journey. And with that said, the other reason that you don't want to become attached is because the path that you are on needs to be flexible. You don't want to allow yourself to get stuck. And so in many ways, perhaps my answer as a consultant even might be different now based on my experience. I think I wouldn't answer that question of go niche. That question of how should I approach my podcast or my company or my business or my project. In business, it's different. In business, it's like it's tactical. But in life and in mastery and in identity, it needs to be that it's you. It's whoever you are today. And so in many ways, what this podcast is for me is a way to document my thoughts, my philosophy, and my state of mind and my state of being as it stands in this moment and every single day that changes and that's fucking okay that's okay for me and that's okay for you things that i said in episode 179 and 27 and even 49 i don't believe anymore that's the beauty of life that's why i believe what a person puts out into the world is one of the most fundamentally important things that they can do. Not everybody needs to put their work out into the world, but but those that do know that you are doing something absolutely beautiful for the world by sharing your truth. It's critical. It's absolutely critical because... When you put that out, you have created something that lasts and maybe no one will ever read it. No one will ever listen to it, but there's a chance that it could be really valuable and it could help people. And in a hundred years from now, people will still look at that and go, yeah, we really learned something from that. That changed humanity. That changed the psyche of the culture that we live in. And that, that is worth it. That is worth it. And uh, those are just a few of the reasons that I know deep within my being and my soul that this is what I should be doing. And I'm doing a lot of things. I think at some point I'm going to have to do an episode on what I'm even doing, what my life looks like, what I've got going on. So many projects, so many things right now. This is just one of them. But Um, maybe the better question is, what do you want me to share and talk about? I would love to hear that from you. Shoot me a text at 619-825-2595. You can do that. Or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. That's another way to do it, at Armanasadi. You can also shoot me an email, but I try not to look at email. Although, um, you know, you can do that. My assistant will let me know. AA at Armanasadi.com. And uh, let's keep this party going. We've only just begun. Would love to hear your thoughts on the show so far. Would love to hear your thoughts in general and any questions or requests as always. Take care of yourself. Much love.